Hey moms, welcome to the Gather Moms podcast. My name is Kate. And I'm Rebecca. We've created this space just for you because we're both moms and we get you. Yes, we believe there truly ain't no hood like the motherhood and we need to be in this together. We also believe we can't mom well without Jesus. So you're going to hear us talk about him too. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gather Moms and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All right, mamas, let's jump in. moms welcome to episode 72 of the gather moms podcast and my co-host rebecca is off living her best life in greece and so i am joined here today with the third prong of our gather moms leadership team jenny worsham hello moms i'm so happy to be with you guys today jumping in in rebecca's spot yes jenny welcome back you've been on every season of the podcast so far Yeah, I guess so. You have. Okay. But for those moms who haven't met you yet, tell us a little bit about you and kind of like what momming looks like for you. Yeah, so I am a mom to two kids. So I have a 12-year-old son named Noah and an 8-year-old daughter named Emma. So I keep telling people I feel like we're kind of in the golden year of parenting. I feel like I'm starting to see the exit out of it as he's nearing the teenage year Uh next year. Yeah. But I feel like right now, you know, they can take care of themselves. They can make their own breakfast and lunch. Right. They really get along well. And so I feel like it's just like this golden era that I'm trying to hang on to as long as possible before they hit the teenage years and who knows what's going to happen. Because next year Noah will be in seventh and Emma will be in third. Okay. Yeah. So he starts middle school, turns a teenager. Yeah. So, you know, I can already see it coming, but right now we're just in a suite. They're in the same school. They walk home together. It's just real sweet. So I love it that you can see that and know to cherish it. We are trying to, (laughs) trying to cherish it. So, and then tell us, you know, what do you do and what do you do when you're not momming? Yeah, I am a CPA, a certified public accountant. Um, I work in tax. Um, I've been in public accounting um, at a firm in downtown Dallas um, for the last well, really, I guess 24 years. I started there right out of high school, wow. which is crazy. Yeah. And I've spent my entire career there. Okay. Recently, God started doing a different work in my heart, and I don't like change. So uh-huh. I was, you know, pretty um, okay with how things were just because that's how it had been uh-huh. um, between my responsibilities as a mom and a pastor's wife, um, leading, helping Lean Gather. My plate was pretty full, just as it was, and God started showing me that there might be something more different for me, and it was pretty unexpected, Um, so we can talk about that a little bit more later, but I do tax work for a variety of different kinds of clients, and then I also jumped into a new realm of the world of teaching this year and took on an adjunct professor job, Um, which was very eye-opening, wasn't it? It was very eye-opening to the world of college students and their lack of care (laughs) about all the things. Yeah. And so it's been really interesting semester. Yeah. So that's no, kind of where of I'm at. Lots of new things yeah. for you this year. Yeah, for sure. Lots of new. Yes. And, you know, in addition to your two children, you have recently adopted 21 Caterpillar children. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> so during quarantine time, uh-huh. you know, we thought you were all bored. We're like, we'll adopt some Caterpillars. Yeah. And of course, my kids loved it and wanted to keep doing it. 
Because you bought a kit, right? Like a well, like a, a net. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they're real. I mean, cheap. how do you lure the caterpillars in? Like honey, you have cheese. No, <laughs> they only eat milkweed. That's the only thing they eat. That's it. So if you how don't do have you, any milkweed, you're out. How do you know what milkweed looks like? Well, it's a challenge. I wandered <laughs> through the fields the other day when a friend told me that there was milkweed in her fields. Okay. I didn't find any milkweed. <laughs> I was like, I don't see it. I don't know where it is. Okay. So it's 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 very difficult to find the milkweed. Okay. Um, all the nurseries around are out of milkweed. So what? Yeah. So originally, um, my sister bought me a plant and said, hey, I think they'll come lay some eggs on here. And your kids can do it. My kids will do it. And I was like, great. Cute. Well, then she said, I don't see any eggs on this plant. I don't think this is going to work. I'm going to go buy you another plant. So she came with another plant. That one actually had eggs on it. So we got two caterpillars. We're all good. I was like, this is plenty. Okay. Well, then I went out back to the original plant the other day, and I looked, and there was like 21 caterpillars (laughs) crawling all over this plant. And you feel this responsibility, like the mother in you is like, I've got to help take care of these babies. Yeah. they, there's a shortage of butterflies in the world, apparently. Monarch butterflies. Really? So they fly to Mexico in the winter and then they come back, but like only 5% actually make it. So anyway, I'm trying to preserve the monarch butterfly population. Yes, I didn't know that it was a passion of mine. Earth. Yeah. <laughs> but so now they're just taken over in my netting and I don't have enough food for them, but thankfully they are all starting to climb up to form their chrysalis now. So I think they're done eating. They're like three inches long each and there's a bajillion of them. Wow. It has been quite the adventure. So so when do you take the net off so that they can fly free? Yeah, once they come out of the chrysalis. So okay. like another 10 days or something. Okay. So they're all going to hang these chrysalis. So my son kicked a soccer ball the other day, hit the net, knocked a chrysalis <laughs> off. He comes in like almost in tears. Mom, I'm so sorry. Oh. And I was like... I told you to keep the ball away from the net. Um, but, you know, it happens. And yeah. I hear that that one will come out, but maybe be deformed. I don't know. We're trying our best over here. It's like having it's, baby chickens or something. It's was... too much responsibility. I'm out Seriously, next year. I cannot handle it anymore. Okay, well, this was a very big learning experience for me because I did not know that the only thing that they would eat and attach to was milkweed. I mean, haven't you ever read The Very Hungry Caterpillar? Like, they're supposed to yes. eat hot dogs and pie no. and things, no? No, no, no. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing but milkweed. It's crazy. And apparently it's poisonous to all other animals. So that's why they have their stripes that are so bright is so that they have milkweed in them. And so that animals are like, oh, leave him alone because he has milkweed in him. And so like dogs can't eat it. Like it's poisonous. So fascinating, Jen. I don't know. It's the whole world. I'm not a homeschool mom anymore, but I feel like one. That's right. They're learning. (laughs) Your kids are going to be caterpillar experts. Yes. Yes, we are. What if you, you could send a kid off? They could go to entomology at A&M or something. Well, and sure. Be <laughs> sure. As long as I'm not doing it. Um, so this season, we're talking about interruptions. Yes. And, you know, we've already kind of mentioned just this this year so far has been about interruptions for you. Yeah. But recently, your home has been interrupted. Yeah. Like, I know, you know, my home was interrupted earlier this year. Tell us what these projects that you tackled in your house. Yeah, so our dog of 16 years passed away in January, and we had been waiting for her to pass away. (laughs) Sounds really terrible. I really love animals, but she had um, lived a full and very um, annoying life. So we were ready. Just the carpet upstairs. We got the cheapest carpet when we moved in 11 years ago, and the kids had stained it, and the dog, and all the things. So um, we knew that when I finished tax season April 15th that we were going to 
you know, do a complete overhaul of the carpet and paint and things like that. Uh And it was just a big project for any of y'all that have done that. And you just came out of renovation, like turning one room, you like had to move out of the upstairs. Yeah. Like our master's upstairs. So the entire 1700 square feet of space that had to be cleared of all things. Oh, so every closet, every game closet, the whole playroom, the whole thing. So it was just, I took a whole week cleaning out everything. So now all that's in my garage to have a garage sale. <laughs> so come buy all my junk. And, but um, it'll feel so good. Once the garage sale's over, isn't it going to feel so good? Yeah, because I'm getting rid of, it's just like going to the trash yeah. or, you know, Goodwill or something. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so this was kind of a planned interruption. But do you feel like you anticipated the level of interruption no, this was going to be? I don't think you even can. <laughs> I thought that I was, you know, I was going to take a day and do a kid's room each day, you know, yeah. kind of tackle it. And uh-huh. it took at least that. And then, so I spent my whole week off after the deadline, not at the beach somewhere, but right. like in a closet. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got the rooms done. And then it was just like so many more things that had to be taken care of. And, yeah. you know, then we did the baseboards downstairs. So all the downstairs had to be moved away from every baseboard. It was just a lot. That is a lot. So, um, I don't think I've fully recovered from tax season because I rolled right into that. Yeah. And um, it was just, you know, a major just, you know, when your whole, you felt like this when your bedroom was in your office and like everything is everywhere that you just feel very unsettled. It's very unsettling. And, you know, we just couldn't get back to normal as fast as possible. It was just a lot. Yeah. We're glad to have that behind us. And um, now the kids are asking to put up the pool in the backyard again so move on to the next project here we go here we go so have you put everything back up on the walls yet no I haven't done any of that that's a whole yeah yeah okay good because all the nail holes are patched right so I'm like oh I'm just gonna leave it all clean and perfect right now I understand when we moved into this house and the walls were all brand new pristine and everything it took me a long time to like commit to putting nail holes because I I was like just not ready I want to make sure I like it yes yeah yeah but I'm glad to take down a lot of it and old pictures and yeah it's just time to refresh sometimes yeah that's great that was good. So the other thing that we started talking about, the big interruption, you know, you kind of started alluding to it with your job and everything. So yeah. tell us about this like major, major interruption, this major change that you did not yeah. see coming. Yeah. Um, that you've you've kind of gone through this year with your job. Yeah, I think, you know, sometimes God has plans for us that we don't see coming. And I think it's for the best, you know, because we it'd be too overwhelming for us if we saw too far ahead Gosh, that's right. of what's gonna happen. Yeah. And so for God just to bring things like in his natural timing um, is just, you know, it's just even with gather, just how he has just organically naturally grown it and um, just given us what we need to lead it as time goes on. Yeah. And um, that was kind of the situation at my office, you know, that I'd been there for so long and the firm had grown so much and um, was the level of work that they want to take on and are doing um, was hard to do on a part-time basis. Right. And so I felt frustrated and, you know, as a working mom, you already feel, you know, guilt for the time that you do work. And yeah. so when you do work, you want to feel like you're actually, you know, benefiting the the company you're working for and that you're being successful and that you can, you know, hopefully be promoted. You know, you want to feel that reward for the time that you're giving up away from your kids. And so God just started doing a work in my heart. Like maybe there's something else that's the right fit for you in this season of wanting to have more time to spend on gather and the dreams that God's given us for that. Um, as well as, as my kids are getting older and getting into busier seasons, um, just to be able to be at home a little bit more and have a little more flexibility in my schedule. So God just made a way for that with, 
um, them wanting to um, move some clients off that were not the right fit for them and me enjoying working with those kind of clients. And so I took those on and um, decided at the in middle of February, honestly, really last minute, that yeah. it all kind of finally came together that I was just going to start my own accounting firm and <laughs> roll off on my own <laughs> after 24 years of saying, oh my gosh, that sounds like the worst idea in the world to it's be on your amazing, own. amazing, Jenny. But it was, you know, my husband keeps looking at me going, I just am so amazed that you're so calm about this because yes. you hate change and you've just been like, all right, let's do it. No, you have so, handled this amazingly. Like it's like you did not skip a beat. It's honestly been amazing to watch. And I'm so proud of you. Well, just like, it has just been the, it's, it's the Lord. Like when he tells yeah. you to do something and he calls you to do something, then you just feel a peace about it. Yeah. And any other time I would have said, oh my goodness, no, that sounds like the worst idea. Yeah. But when he just kind of guides you in each step, I just kept saying, okay, yeah. sure, yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so, um, so, and then the account, the um, accounting professor thing kind of was the same thing. Like God had just been putting on my heart to seek out what it would look like to teach at the college level. Um, I love the people at Dallas Baptist University where I'm at uh -huh. and um, just got opened a door for just a hybrid class. So I wouldn't have to be there all the time. It was just every other Thursday night. So yeah. it's just a good little way to dip my feet in and, you know, but it's definitely interrupted our, our life and our family, you know, um, sure. just readjusting to, you know, fitting in different things into our patterns of life than I used to have. So, yeah. I, I just think about the mom who's listening that, you know, God has put a dream in her heart or he's starting to make something clear and it's going to take some courage and some faith to step out, you yeah. know, what would you say to that mama? Yeah, I just, I think if God has put a, a dream in your heart, just keep doing the next thing in front of you. Yes. Um, just take the next step. Yeah. And so that's what I did throughout, even, even meeting with Dallas Baptist was just, okay, God's told me to just check into this. Mm -hmm. So I just emailed the lady. Then she said, well, let's come, come in and meet with us. I was like, okay. So I went in and met with them. Yeah. And then they said, well, what about this class? And so I prayed about that. So it's just one thing after another. So just letting God lead you um, and his timing. And if you hit a block where you're like, I don't think this is the right thing anymore, then just back away, you yes. know, but just keep moving forward with the dreams that God put in your heart and just see where he takes it. And so, um, you know, I think as a working mom, um, you know, sometimes we feel like we don't have bandwidth for our dreams or things like mm -hmm. we're just trying to keep everything together um, with our kids and our jobs and things, but just allowing your yourself a little space to dream. Uh, maybe that's an afternoon sitting at a park or something or just some time in your backyard, just, you know, letting God build those dreams inside of you um, and see what he has for you um, in store for you. So um, I love that. I just wrote um, a blog post that we're going to put out yeah. um, this next week. And, yes. um, you know, I think a lot of times we feel like that our job is just that, like, it's just, it's not something that we have meaning from. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I was, I read a, a book that I mentioned in the blog post that was just really encouraging moms to see your job as something that God has called you to, mm -hmm. um, in the ministry that you have there and that it is more like a, um, a vocation of the voice of God calling you out to that and that it's not a negative thing to have a job, but if you aren't being fulfilled by it, and if it's more of a burden to you, 
then it can be a negative thing. But if God has put you in that job that he has a purpose for you there and that he's going to provide for your needs of your kids, you know, and you feel guilty of leaving them, but God's going to provide that. If that's where he wants you to be, then he's going to provide for their needs. And if he wants you at home, then he's going to provide for you financially. So wherever God calls you to be is where we want to be. That's right. Not um, just somewhere because that's what we have to do, but really seeking God's will and seeking where he wants you to be. Yeah. Well, and I think that's such a good word. You know, uh, I think moms go through so many transitions. It does feel like, and and maybe this is wrong for some people's experience, but from what I'm seeing and from the ministry that we do with moms, moms are often the ones transitioning more transitioning to home or transitioning their job or changing their jobs they can accommodate the children moms are so often the ones transitioning and it can feel like a lot you know like you know all of that change and so I love what you said because I think whether God is calling you to transition or to start something new or to launch something it feels very overwhelming when we think about the whole enchilada yeah. all at once, yeah. right? The yeah. whole big deal. But you're saying just do the next right thing. Just yeah. take the next right step. Don't think about the next 30 steps. Right. Think about the next one right step. Yeah. And God's going to just guide you from that point. If you have, you know, I think part of it is just opening our hands to him mm-hmm. because we tend to just kind of grip on to what we have and close our hands and hold our grip tightly. Yeah. Um, but when we release our hands and open our hands to him and say, God, you, you have your will that all, all I want is to be where you want me to be. Um, that's when he can begin to move, you know? And if you're not happy where you are and you don't feel like you're where God wants you to be, um, then just spend some time, you know, with him. The Bible says, be still and know that I'm God. Just get away with him and yeah. tell him. Say, God, I don't feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be, whether that's you're a stay-at-home mom and you would like to find a job or you work as a mom and you feel like things are out of control in your life. Um, God doesn't want you to feel like that. So finding time just to step away for a little bit and yeah. say, what does God have for me? It doesn't, I don't have to stay where I'm at and God could have something different in store. That's good. Yeah. And just keep asking him, you know, the Bible says, ask, seek, knock. Yeah. It's not a one-time question. Right. It's a, it's just a petitioning, you know, every time it comes to your mind, God, show me where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. That's absolutely. good. So, you know, as working moms and I experience that too, because I work part-time from home and you work from yeah. home yeah. and you know, that as a, it's bittersweet, yes, right? Yes. Um, I'm so thankful to be able to be here. Yes. And I, I know so many people would love that. Yes. Right. So I, I even hate to complain about working from home and I do go into the office sometimes and, and really I love having that hybrid opportunity because when I'm in the office, man, I get so much work done Yes. and I'm just focused there and I get uh, to see the people I work with and things like that. Yeah. You know, but then working from home is such a blessing because you can see your kids and you can be present for things. But anyway, it's just that tricky balance. It is for sure. So we have summer coming. Yes. And so then it gets really tricky just having these kiddos home. Yes. And you know, I was thinking back to like last summer because I I work part-time for my dad's company and then I do gather. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember we were on family vacation at Schlitterbahn, and I had to leave Schlitterbahn, go to a Starbucks where I could get good Wi-Fi, yes. and meet with you guys and Right Now Media yes. to to plan stuff, yes. you know, because that's when they were available. Yes. And I feel like, you know, we're up against some of that sometimes where it's like... You did that again on a field trip recently. Too. I did it. That's right. <laughs> I had to get out of call it a field trip, yeah. you know? And it's just kind of... Yeah. 
Yeah. It's just kind of how it is. Yeah. I mean, that's mom interrupted, like you're saying. (laughs) I mean, that's being a working mom, you can't segregate things into boxes. Like everything flows into one. Your kids, if they get sick, you can't go to work. Right. Like, you know, especially if you have a husband who has a full-time committed job and moms are in every different walk of life and season. So, you know, there may be moms listening that love working and their husband loves staying at home. There may be moms listening that are single moms and they have no choice but to work and get in a real bind if the kids are sick. Um, Some moms have family nearby that takes care of their kids while they work. Some moms have no family nearby. You know, there's a whole different situation for every single mom. And um, so, you know, no matter what that is, work and mom hood are always going to be like a flowing back and forth. Yeah. You know, there is no like separation of a nine to five job. Like if your kid needs you, you're going to have to leave the job and figure it out. You know, there's just, it's part of it. And yeah. I think we try to, you know, box it off as much as we can. But, um, and then I think we try to, we get frustrated when we can't, you know, when I'm trying to work on a work call and the kids, and I've already told them, Hey, I'm going to be on this call for the next, yeah, Yeah. for the next 30 minutes. Don't come in unless the house is on fire. Right, right. You know, but what if my leg falls off? Yeah. You know, I'm like, maybe come in then. I don't know. And then, you know, they're like bouncing in the door. Mom, I'm like, what did I just tell you? So I'm over there, you know, giving them the like, cut it out, cut it out and staring at them and like, wave wave a go away, this mean look (laughs) on my face and, you know, and um, you're trying to look professional on one end on a phone call and then you've got these like kids running in your house and so it's for sure a challenge and summer is for sure a challenge. Um, But I do think that the one good thing from the pandemic is that I think there's a lot more grace for people because I think when everybody got sent home to work from home and there was all the viral videos of the professional men, you know, kids that hilarious news, that British guy or something. Yeah. So sweet. I think there's trying to to pull them out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I laugh so hard at that. Yeah. But I mean, it's so true. And I think people have a lot more grace for it now, you know, than they used to. Um, But there still is that feeling as a mom that you're supposed to put your children aside to do your job. Yeah. I don't think that's real realistic. And I hope that society continues to overcome that and allows moms more flexibility to take care of their kids, to take time off for their kids and encourages that instead of discourages that in the workplace. So how do you do it? Like, you know, like practically, I mean, because, you know, you you do need to work and you will have these children home and they want to spend time with you. You know, how, how, what has worked for you to kind of be able to do both of those things? Yeah, I mean, I think letting go of some of it, you know, just telling the kids like, hey, this afternoon, y'all can be on screens. I got to get some work done. Yes, girl. We're not going to the water park every day. Yeah. You know, Um, that's why we have a um, pool, you know, that we put up in the backyard um, on the side of the house every year because I can just send them out there Uh and not have to drag them up to the neighborhood pool, you know? And so that, I think, just finding those little things and trying to find them some structure too, because otherwise the kids are going to veg on their devices like all day long, right? And I'm just in there working away. I'm like, oh, y'all didn't eat lunch? Oh, (laughs) you're still in your device in your pajamas and it's three o'clock. Yeah. So trying to find some structure for them, I think is helpful. You know, like I try to have a few things we'll work on during the summer, whether it's like a theme of a Bible verse that we want to study or a 
um, little workbooks or something for them yeah. to do or structure like, hey, you need to practice your instrument at least yes. this time every day or, yeah. you know, things that they don't normally spend as much time on during the school year. Um, and then using that time to get work done when they're busy doing things like, okay, this is Lego building time or, yeah. but then just letting it go. Like if you're going to work from home, like they're going to have to, that you can't entertain them all the time. No. So they're going to probably watch more screens than a mom that takes their kids to the pool every afternoon. And Yeah, and God bless the mom. I mean, listen, even if you are a stay-at-home mom and you don't have to work, like it's a lot to be with your kids every day, all day in the summer, and especially like yeah. when it gets hot, you know. Yes. I just think we need to take the pressure off of being the – cruise director yes. for our children's summer experience Amen. you know yes I mean my parents were certainly not no. like that no. you know yeah. so where have we gotten this concept that it's supposed to be fun city every day yeah. you know no. all the time where are we going today yeah <laughs> they need to be able to make their own fun they yes. need to be able to come up with stuff you know and it's okay for us to say hey screens are off y'all go do something for a few hours yeah. I'll turn it back on at whatever that clock. doesn't involve you like yeah. so much of it's like, oh, mom, will you help us fill up the water balloons? Will right. you help us set up the slip and slide? Yeah. You're like, listen, I meant by yourself. Right. I don't have time to entertain you yes. all day long. Yes. And that's okay. You yeah. let them figure it out. You know, you can set boundaries on the screens, you know, let them have some. But of course, they, mine just tend to get too grumpy if they've been on the screens. And then it's just a downhill slope yeah. if they've been on it for more than two hours. I know. So. Same. Because there is that tricky balance of like, if they're on it too long, they become little monsters. Yes. Yeah. For sure. So it's yeah. it's a trial and error. And every week is different. And, you know, some weeks they have camps. and Right. You know, and that's the other part too, is I feel like I, I get so where I want, you know, all this structure and them to be doing all these things, but then they'll go and do a camp and they come back exhausted mm -hmm. and I just need to let that stuff go. They're whipped. Yeah. You know, just let them rest. Let them yeah. hang. Let them veg on the couch for yeah. the afternoon. So, yeah. and then you can get some work done. Yeah. Tell me, you know, let's, we're talking about working moms and we have so many of our mamas are working moms. I mean, it's interesting. I wonder what percentage of our moms that are with us are working moms, at least in some capacity, you know, whether it's part-time or from home or hybrid in some way or teachers. Right. right. So many of our really moms. Really, even I think like homeschool moms, I yes. think that is like a job. Yes. I mean, they can't do a job because they are doing a job of teaching their kids. Yeah. So, I mean... I really, when I think about it, I don't really think of anyone that I know that doesn't have some kind of something that they do to fulfill their time yes. um, or, you know, or they're volunteering and not yes. getting paid for the job they're doing. Right. So they're working. I think yeah. most moms have something um, or they have very young kids that, you know, demand all your time and attention. So yeah, it's such a tricky thing to talk with moms about. So when I first, you know, I'd been a teacher and I first started staying home with Caleb and people would say, oh, you're a stay at home mom. Like, do you see my head mm -hmm. silting to the side? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, oh, you're precious. You're not doing you. anything. You yeah. just watch Oprah all day. Exactly, you yeah. know. And so I have tried to figure out a good way to ask a mom, like, do you work outside the home? Yeah. Like, just to try and understand where she is with, yeah. like, this momming thing. Because are you working outside the home or are you working inside the home? Because right. you're working. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. It's just tricky. It is, it is. I laugh all the time on people's tax returns when the husband puts – the wife's occupation down yeah and it just says housewife <laughs> <laughs> I just think that's such a funny term like it is that we're called a housewife um but no I just I think moms it's very touchy I think that moms who 
stay at home and don't have an outside employer, I guess we could say that, um, feel that they aren't, you know, contributing enough to the family, um, to the finances. They feel like they, you know, shouldn't stay home or maybe everybody else has a job. Well, and it's Groundhog's Day and you're with these kids all the time, you know, and it can feel trapped. It can feel like a lot. Yeah, it it feels like a lot. And, um, you know, some moms are like, that is not what I want. Some moms love that and can't wait for the day that they can spend all day doing that. Yeah. Um, God just created every mom differently. And so I think when we try to put boxes around like, oh, you're a better mom if you stay home or you're a worse mom if you put your kids in daycare or all of the like misconceptions that our society has put on moms. I know. It's just nonsense. It's it's just crazy. So that's why I was saying earlier is like be where God has called you to be. And if that's at work, then he's going to fill in the gaps and your kids are not going to suffer for that. You yeah, know, that if right. you're intentional with them with the time you have, then that may be a lot better than a mom that's home all day and not intentional with them and yelling and so frustrated and doesn't want to be there. Sure. You know, every situation is different. Yeah. And so stop judging each other. Stop thinking of um, other people as being a better mom than you are. And just realize that you're supposed to be doing what God has called you to do. And no matter what that looks like, that he's going to fill the gaps in for that for you. That's a good word. So where do you feel like you have struggled the most as a working mom? Like what has been the hardest part of it for you? I think saying no to things because I am trying to do both the worlds. I'm trying to feel like I'm kind of a stay-at-home mom because I work remotely. And I haven't always worked full-time. Like Uh I'm not in an office building from eight to six o'clock every night, yeah. you know? And so I feel like, oh, well, I'm home more. So I need to be up at the school. I need to mm-hmm. eat lunch with the kids. I need to go on field trips because I'm not a full time at the office working mom. Yeah. But then when you add up all the hours I spend between gather and my jobs and my professorship and all the things, it really is like a full time job. Yeah. So I'm trying to act like I'm not a full time worker, but I still am. Yeah. And so I'm trying to fit it all in. And there's too much a lot of times. So I think learning to pick and choose what to say yes and no to, um, how to balance my time. I've been reading a lot on time management and trying to improve um, my efficiency on things and working when I'm the best, um, when my mind is the most focused. Um, And there's a few in the blog post. I put a few things about that too, a few different time um, management techniques. Okay. Um, that are helpful for people to try to figure out how to make the most of our time. Um, Because as moms, we're just always struggling with that. Like we feel like there's not enough time to get it all done. Or energy. Yeah, or energy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And Like, oh my gosh, I I don't know what has been going on with me lately, but I just, you know, I have so much to do. And then I'm like, I cannot keep my eyes open, you know? Yeah, yeah. I sit on the couch with my laptop and I'm like Uh starting to fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and, and I and I put this in the blog post too, but I was talking with a sweet mom friend um, that we know um, in China, and she's a Chinese mom with four little boys, yeah. and um, we were on Zoom with them the other night, and I got to see her, and Good. she said, Jenny, please tell me, I am so tired <laughs> all the time. I'm just so tired. Yeah. 
are you? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> is this normal? Yeah. You know, and wow. um, and I was like, yes. I was like, every mom I know struggles with that That's feeling right. overwhelmed and tired, yeah. and um, you know, uh, it was just like refreshing to know that all over the world, yeah, moms feel the same way and the right. same struggles. Is that we just feel like there's not enough time to get it all done, and we are exhausted. Um, and so I think, you know, it just goes back to being and doing what God has called you to do. Yeah. And if, if a commitment that you're involved with is not in line with what he has for you, then yeah. you need to step out of that. Yeah. And even if it's a good thing, it's and even so if hard it's to say no to good so things. So hard. I yeah. mean, I was up at the school decorating teachers classroom doors Did at 10 do o'clock on Saturday morning Sister. before I ran to games and practices and all the things. Listen, I saw them post. Okay, for, for our listeners, it's Teacher Appreciation Week. Yeah. And our PTA decorated yeah. all the doors of every teacher And it had to school. be every single door or no doors. Every door in the whole building. So how did you even get roped into that? Like, I never got an email or anything. Are you a room mom? No. Okay. I did not sign up to be a room mom because I said this year I'm not. Yeah. But our room mom was not able to fulfill it, so I got selected to uh, become the other room mom and then yeah it's just you know you know yeah. that's how it goes yeah and so um they everybody else wasn't able to help and I was like well I guess I have an hour from nine to ten and go throw up these cabbage patch pictures on the door <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's um if that's your like when then I looked at all the pictures of all the other boards and I'm like these people are like gifted at this yeah and very talented and they spent all morning or day up there doing that and that's yeah. fabulous yeah it is not my gifting as I was hanging that thing up on the door I was like this is not my expertise and yeah. I this is why I'm not an elementary school teacher I don't right. decorate <laughs> blackboards and all the things so that was you know sometimes we do things out of necessity right like it had to be done you have right. to do it and you just kind of push through and you do it yes um but I think if there is a way to to say no and to do the things that you are the best at that God has qualified you for uh-huh then that's the best use and where you're going to feel the most fulfilled. Well, and sometimes it's a learning experience because I'll have said yes to something three months ago and then the date comes and I'm like why did I say yes, yes to this yes someone else could have done this yes it's, you know, and it would have gotten done. Right. Like, and it was not a good use of my time and I'm probably not the best person for it. You know, yeah. I, I struggle with saying no to good things. Yes. You know, it's, hard. it's, it's always in my struggle and I don't have FOMO or anything yeah. where I'm like, I'm no. not afraid of missing out. I'm very happy to be at my house yes. and miss out on the event. Yes. Yes. But it's just, I don't know when I feel like somebody needs me. Yeah. It's very hard for me to say no. Sure. You know. And with yeah. our kids, I yeah. think when our kids ask us to do something or, you know, come on the field trip or be up at the school or come eat lunch with us. And yeah. you're like, I want them to want me to be there, you yeah. know, and I do want to be there. But it's like trying to balance that with having a job. And, you know, so um, I think moms feel a lot of guilt with that, you know. Yeah, let's, but as we wrap up, let's talk a little bit about the guilt, mm -hmm. about the mom guilt associated with working and having to say no to things. You know, how have you managed that? I think I may have shared about this if last time or two that I was on here. You know, when I was a young mom and my son was in preschool, um, I remember going up to the preschool and I had I'd been downtown and I'd been at work and I had lunch with one of the partners and, you know, I was like be bopping in to pick him up on time. And that preschool teacher looked at me and she said, you missed our Thanksgiving lunch. Oh. And I said, parents were supposed to come to that? 
I thought y'all were just sitting down eating some lunch. Yeah. She was like, you were the only mom that didn't come. Oh my <laughs> gosh. No, you have not told me. That is heartbreaking. <laughs> and I just, my eyes filled up with tears. Oh my gosh. And our sweet friend, Michelle looked at me and she was like, I was here. He was fine. Mm. He didn't even care that you weren't here. He was happy as a lark and he was totally fine. Don't let her make you feel guilty. Wow. And I still did. Sure. Because I thought, how did I miss that? Like somehow oh. I missed the memory. It was my first kid. I didn't know that all the parents came to the Thanksgiving lunch. I just thought they were having a Thanksgiving lunch. Yeah. You know, in the preschool thing, it's a whole thing if you're a working Listen. mom because they have so many activities that you're supposed to be at. You really can't even have a job. No, so it's bananas. <laughs> truly. So, you know, I just wasn't aware of that because he was like two. Yeah. So I did not know that the two-year-old's parents showed up for the Thanksgiving lunch. Yeah. But I've never forgotten that because it just, the guilt that hit me in that moment uh -huh. of, you know, I don't want to ever do this again. Yes. So <laughs> then I'm like constantly, oh, do I need to be there? What uh -huh. do I need to do? Uh -huh. Do you want me to come to lunch with you? Do you need me at your band concert? You know, trying yeah. to be what I want my kids to be. But honestly, he didn't even notice and right. didn't even care. Right. And there's so many kids that you know, their parents have full-time jobs and yes. they can't come to everything. We need to take the pressure off of all of that nonsense. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's hard. Well, like Jenny, okay, look, listen, I mean, even with our kids that are in elementary school, you know, thankfully the pandemic, uh, one of the blessings of the pandemic is that we are not in the classrooms all the time anymore with yeah. all these parties and stuff. But pre-pandemic, I mean, you know, we were up there for these parties and there's field day and there's awards and there's concerts and there's, they want it's you to It's all come. coming back now though. Is it? Yeah. My parents were never at a class party. Like that was not an expectation. Yeah. You know, and why have we created this expectation that moms and or dads are supposed to be at, like when we went on the field trip last week, every single kid's parent was there. Mm -hmm. Like, why, what, what are we doing? You right, know, right. I don't know. I just feel like it's bananas yeah. and it's, it's unrealistic for us to be able to do all the things all the time. Right. Right. We've got to let that and it's, go. And I think it's, you're trying not to disappoint your kid and you right. don't want them to be the only one without and really, somebody there. I don't want to be judged by other mamas yeah. and by oh, their she teacher. she didn't show up. That poor little girl didn't have a mama with her. Right. Yeah. Yes. It's a whole thing, yeah. and um, it's just part of our society, I think, that we live in, of the expectations of moms is just so much more than moms of the 80s that, you know, sat out and drank a Fanta or something, let's you know, back to while that. their kids let's just let's, did who knows what all over the neighborhood. The aerosol hairspray yeah. and the Fanta or whatever they or were doing. Or my dad talks about in the 60s growing up in California that she would just, like, holler out his name at dinner time and somewhere in the neighborhood he'd come running, you know, yeah. it's just like, um, so many more expectations on moms yeah. now. And, um, you know, we have the opportunity to be a blessing to our kids and we want to be, I mean, that's what gathers all about is helping moms be intentional and make yeah. those choices, but just letting go of the guilt um, right. that comes with that. So if you're a mom that you work and you're not able to go on field trips or you have a disabled kid at home and you're not able to go on field trips yep. or whatever your situation is, that you don't have that guilt. Like, don't let that take over your heart and your mind because that's the enemy, you yes. know? That's not God saying, oh, you're a bad mom, yes. you didn't do this. And for the rest of us who are, you know, if you do get to show up to the field trip or, or you're the teacher in the classroom, please, for the love, do not, watch what you say to yes. mamas. Do not put yes. this pressure on them. Yes. You know, nobody needs this. And just no. be careful about what you say. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Jenny, thank you so much for talking about this. I am so thankful we kind of had a chance to talk about working moms and those interruptions and what that looks like because, you know, we have so many working mamas and it's just not a topic that we have even embraced up to this point. So thank you for being here. Hey, our moms are going to want to connect with you. Tell them how they can do that. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Jenny Lynn, L-Y-N-N. Jenny is J-E-N-N-Y, Jenny Lynn Worsham, W-O-R-S-H-A-M. So, um, and then on Facebook also. Okay, You can go to our Gather Moms website, gathermoms.com, and you can find out more about Gather. Um, You know, as moms that are working moms, having community, I've been reading a lot of stats lately that so many moms don't have community because that's the thing that gets cut out when they are working is they don't have any mom friends. And so at Gather, we are all about making that not be your reality um, and helping you find intentional community in short bits. And so we'd love for you to um, hop over to gathermoms.com and you can see how you can either start a group or find a group near you. Um, and find that community of moms because it is too hard to do all of this on your own and you need other moms to help you along the way. That's right. Thank you so much for being here, Jenny and moms. We will see you next time. Gather Moms is part of a whole community of women who mom in any way. And we want you to connect to that community. Go to gathermoms.com to learn how to join a gather group.